Welcome back to another episode of the Shag Sports Talk Podcast. This is episode 33 of the Shag Sports Talk Podcast. We're back with another episode here today on this Saturday afternoon. I'm recording this before I watch Colorado versus Oregon. So I'm recording this around 12 o'clock on the East Coast. And we're here with a football Saturday. We're going to be talking about all the games on the NFL slate for Sunday and the two doubleheader Monday games as well that is lined up for the NFL slate. It's a very good slate. It's also an interesting week in terms of like spreads and lines and all that stuff because it's a very tricky week to pick games. Last week we struggled. This week we hope we bounce back. There's a lot of good games this week. Lions, Falcons is a game I'm interested in. I'm interested in Packers Saints. Packers are a little undervalued at home. We'll talk about that. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Steelers are two-and-a-half-point underdogs versus the Raiders, where they should be favorites, in my opinion. And then you get the Eagles' box, which is a low spread. And will the Bengals go 0-3? So you have a very interesting podcast here. We're going to get game picks, Shags 5, and the player props at the end as well. So I don't want to waste any more time. I want to get straight into it. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Okay, so let's talk about our first game. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans coming off a big win versus the Chargers in overtime at home in their home opener, taking on the Cleveland Browns, who with the Browns is a bad Monday night. You were better than the Steelers, I thought, for most of that game. Kenny Pickett looked awful. Their defense was excellent for most of that game. Besides the one George Pickens play, the Steelers offense did absolutely nothing the entire game. Nick Chubb went down with probably a season-ending, potentially a career-ending injury with that leg injury, the knee injury that he suffered from college. He had the same injury, and it was, you know, it's just an unfortunate scenario because as much as that Nick Chubb injury sucks, and it's just, it's it's an awful, it's really just an awful situation because as a defense player, you know, you can't hit in the head, right? You know, it's a big thing. I've seen it a lot where. You know, all these guys are pulling up, hitting people. Like, if there's a flying safety coming in to hit a wide receiver, they pull up because they don't want to hit the guy in the head because then it's a flag, which is fine. If you want to take the headshots out of the game, that's fine. But what people are starting to do now as defensive backs and someone who's played defensive back is ankle bite. They're ankle bite. They're going low. They're going at the legs. And these are the kind of injuries you're going to have in the NFL, and there's more of them now. And it's not because it's turf. It's because of the way people are tackling nowadays because you can't hit anyone up, up high anymore. They're trying to take concussions out of the game, and you look at the Nick Chubb injury, and it sucks because you could think that's a dirty play all you want, but that's how they're taught to tackle now. And he got his leg taken out, and he's – he may never play a game in the NFL. And Nick Chubb is such a genuine dude. It sucks. But again, this is what happens when you have, you know, officials and, you know, Roger Goodell enforcing rules on Sundays that, like, you can't hit someone in the head. They're trying to take concussions out of the sport, which is totally fine. And I'm all for it. But just know what the price is when you are taking any type of hit high out of the game. You're going to get more injuries lower ankles knees legs quads like any lower body injury that's what's going to happen and that's what sucks because there's no right answer to this unfortunately and you just saw a very unfortunate incident at the goal line you know it just seemed like a normal tackle and then he just like his leg just absolutely twisted nick chubb i said this earlier such a genuine dude it just sucks but let's talk about the browns 
They're minus three and a half at home. I don't trust Watson to cover the spread whatsoever. So what I would do is take the Browns on like a money line and parlay them with like another team, like parlay them with the Patriots or the Jags or, or someone like that and try to make a parlay and get plus money because I don't think, I don't see a way where Tennessee goes in there and wins against that defense. They struggled to go against the Chargers. They struggled to go against the Saints. Browns are a much better defense. Browns are a much better defense. I don't see a world where the Browns lose this game, to be completely honest with you. And I know any given Sunday, I just don't see it. You know, their offense is not explosive enough for some really good defense. And I see the Browns playing a close one, defensive battle, chess match, close game. I like the Browns to edge this one out. 16-10, final score. Chargers-Vikings, loser leaves town matchup. Both teams are 0-2. Chargers lost a heartbreaker in overtime. We talked about them. And the Vikings coming off Thursday night loss. Again, had a bad game versus Tampa Bay. You were due to lose to Philly on a short week on Thursday night football. But they did play very close. Now you host the Chargers. You're one-and-a-half point favorites at home. This is a must-win game for both teams. Who do I got? I'm going to roll with the Los Angeles Chargers. Look, I told you I'm my I'm a big Charger fan. Like They're my second favorite team. But here's my thing. Did, I don't, how does this team start 0-3? I really don't understand. How does this team, with all this talent on both sides of the ball, I'm going to read you their roster real quick. I understand Austin Eckler will not be suiting up for this game, most likely, as of the time I'm recording this video. I think they already ruled him out. But here's what the Chargers roster consists of, okay? At quarterback, you got Justin Herbert. At running back, you got Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, and Isaiah Spiller. A good running back core, okay? You got Keenan Allen, Quinton Johnston, Joshua Palmer, Mike Ev- or Mike Williams. Solid receivers. Then you have Gerald Everett tight end. You have an offensive line that's ranked by PFF as one of the best lines in the NFL. Okay? And then now, you know, that's without an offensive coach. You bring in a defensive minded head coach, Brandon Staley. His defense is so good. They rank mid pack in all defensive categories, turnovers. Like any defensive category you look at, they rank in the middle of the pack in almost every statistical category. But that defense consists of Joey Bosa, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnston. Uh, you could just keep going down the line if you really want to. Eric Hendricks, Khalil Mack, Kenneth Murray. Mack and Kendricks, these are guys who have made Pro Bowls, okay? I understand towards the back end of their career. Chris Rumpf is a solid player. He's a solid pass rusher. They got Michael Davis, Asante Samuel Jr., J.C. Jackson. I know he hasn't played well since being with the Chargers, but again, he was another one who was an all-pro. He was, an, he was a Pro Bowl caliber player. Derwin James. You look at this team. How does this team start 0-3? I really don't understand. It has nothing to do with the Vikings. Vikings might be the better team at the end of the year. But I don't see a way where we are sitting on a, on a Monday talking about this game and we, we're talking about the Chargers being 0-3. Look, anything can happen to the Chargers. I get it. But starting 0-3, I just I don't see it, man. I think the Chargers got to get this game. It might be a crazy game. might be high-scoring. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards, but I think the Chargers do end up pulling this one out. 31-28 Chargers. Patriots-Jets. This is a big game for the Patriots. Jets have are honestly playing with house money. Bill Belichick 
has done one thing good ever since Tom Brady's left. That's owned Zach Wilson and the Jets. It's the only thing he's done well. They are the Jets are hosting the Patriots. Tickets are under sixty dollars because no one wants to sit in the pouring rain and watch two mediocre offenses, right? Even though with Rodgers, you know, Rodgers could have maybe elevated that offense. But again, with Zach Wilson at quarterback, it's a mediocre offense. The game's probably going to be a low-scoring game. Here's my prediction. I got the Patriots. It's for a simple fact. This is the biggest game of Mac Jones' career. Can we talk about this or no? This is the biggest game of Mac Jones' career. It's not close. He's played in playoff games. Absolutely. He's played in big divisional games versus the Bills and a big divisional game, that Monday night game versus the Bills. And the second one, which was basically for the division, he's played in numerous big games through college. This is the biggest game of his career. If they start 0-3, you are not only just saying, wow, the season's over. You really start questioning Mac Jones. If, is this guy even good? Is is he is he good? Is he the is he the worst quarterback in the league with a you know with the quarterbacks of Zach Wilson and Justin Fields? Like, is he worse than those guys? Is he worse than the than those guys? Is he worse? Because you can make the argument that he's in a better situation than some of those guys. Maybe not Zach Wilson, but Justin Fields. I understand they got DJ Moore, but that line's a mess. The defense is not good. The Patriots have one of the five best defenses in football, arguably. I wouldn't say five, but definitely one of the ten best defenses in football. And they are a team that might start 0-3 and lose to this Jets team. They don't even got Rodgers. They don't even got Rodgers. So you start questioning about Mac Jones, and then you look at Belichick and you're saying, if you're smart here, you probably tank the rest of the season and pray you end up near the number one overall pick and landing Caleb Williams. He's the prize. He's the prize of college football. He's the prize of the NFL draft. That's the guy. He's going to be definitely the number one overall pick as long as he just doesn't get hurt here the rest of the season. He's going to be the number one overall pick. He's got everything scouts want, arm, you know, maturity, all the stuff that scouts look for. He's got everything that you need. I got the Patriots here winning 16-13. Close game, but I do think They'll win this game. They can't cover versus the Jets. I don't. I don't really know how the season goes from here. I'm go. I'm. I got the last hurrah of the Patriots here. I bet them two weeks in a row. I'm making it a third. Texans Jaguars. We'll speed through this one very quickly. Texans had an interesting game versus the Colts. They just couldn't stop anything. I think the Jaguars win this game. I don't know if they cover the spread, but I'll say the Jaguars win by seven, and I will say Jaguars thirty-one, Texans twenty-four. Bills Commanders. Upset alert, upset alert. I have the Washington Commanders upsetting the Buffalo Bills this week. Bills, this has nothing to do with me not thinking the Bills are good. This all has to do with the simple fact that I'm viewing this game as a, you know, a look-ahead spot for the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills play the Miami Dolphins next week, you know, at home. They are looking towards Miami. They're not looking at Washington right now. Washington just went into Denver they came back down 18 points in Denver, in Mile High, tough place to play, and they they won. They won. They were down 21-3. They came back and won that game. The momentum's high. The momentum's high. And when you look at this game, you got two very good defenses. Bills have a great defense, and the Commanders have a very good defense. I look at this game. I, did, I love the Commanders plus 6.5. It's gross. Don't get me wrong. You're feeding a popular team in the Bills. 
and you know, Bills are arguably Super Bowl contenders. But I look at this game and I say, could Sam Howell just not turn the ball over? Because Washington's defense is really good. We've we've seen it. Washington's defense is very, very good. I think commanders hang around in this game at home. And in the fourth quarter, I think they just do just enough to get by the Bills. And I think they upset the Bills. It's a low-scoring game. I'm going to say 21-20, Commanders. Colts-Ravens. We're going to speed through this one as well. No Anthony Richardson. You got Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Everyone's looking at the Ravens saying, oh, Ravens just went into Cincinnati and they're 2-0. They're going to blow right through them. Nope, you're wrong. The Colts will cover the spread here. They'll win, the Ravens will win this game by six points. My prediction here is 21-16, or I'll say I'll say five points. 21-16 Ravens. You know, the East Coast is getting hit with nasty storms this week, so you're going to see a lot of low-scoring games around the league. I think this is another low-scoring game. I got the Ravens in a tight one here, 21-16. I think Minshew keeps them in the game for a little bit. Falcons Lions. We faded the Lions last week, coming off a week one win over the Chiefs, right? And everyone's so high in the Lions. They bumped the line to five and a half at one point. Then it kept dropping and kept dropping and kept dropping. A little bit of the same story here. I think the line opened up at three and a half or four and a half. Now it's down to three. I love the Falcons here. I think these teams are identical. The only difference is Jared Goff and Desmond Ritter. That's the only difference. And if Desmond Ritter isn't awful, I'll take the Falcons here as an underdog here to win outright on the road. We watched the Lions get absolutely ran on by the Seahawks. The Seahawks ran all over that Detroit Lions defense. They ran all over them. They had like almost 100 yards rushing or so. They they did whatever they wanted on the ground. And I look at this game. Yeah, Lions are going to score a bunch of points. I understand the Lions can win a bunch of different ways, but we talk, I, we've talked about this on the podcast. Bijan Robinson's been impressive. Impressive. I think the Falcons are going to pound the football. They'll throw Drake London. They'll throw Kyle Pitts. And I think this is a game that they should just get it done on the ground here. I think they win this game outright. I'm going to say 27-24 Falcons. I think they just do just enough to get by and steal a game on the road. Saints-Packers. Anyone think the Saints are good? Can we can we say that? Are the Saints good? I, I don't know. I really don't know. And look, we won't know until Kamara gets back, but I don't really know if the Saints are good. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Panthers game, they couldn't score. They couldn't score versus the Panthers. And the Titans game, they couldn't score either. Now you're going to Lambeau with a great Packers defense. You're potentially getting Christian Watson and Aaron Jones back this week. The Packers are going to win this game. This is their home opener. They're minus one and a half. I'm sorry. Has no one been impressed with the one and one Packers? I'm looking at them. I might, I, I, I'm looking at them to win next week too versus the Lions. I'm looking at that game. I, I can, and look, I'm taking the Falcons strictly off value. But the Packers, they get this game and the Lions next week as well. I look at this game and I really like where the Packers are headed. They are going to give teams in the NFC a hard time. Philly, Dallas, San Fran. They can hang in there with some of those teams. Are they better than them? No. But they can hang around and keep games close with those teams. They play great defense, and their offense doesn't really turn the ball over. I look at that game, and I say, uh, Packers are home. I'll take them at minus one and a half. Absolutely. I will take that any day of the week. I like the Packers minus one and a half at home versus the Saints. 
I'm going to say this is a low-scoring game. I'm going to say 17-14 Packers. Broncos-Dolphins. Broncos are in shambles. They're going to Miami. Miami looks like a Super Bowl contender, and everyone's like, oh, here comes Miami. This is a Super Bowl team. They're going to run through them, as they should, right? I think this is a closer game than people think. I think Russell Wilson has a very good game here. This is the last hurrah for Russell Wilson. You look at this game for the, from a Denver perspective, they need this game badly, very, very badly. And when you look at them, I think they keep it close. Good defense. They can run the football, something the Dolphins struggled with in week one, and the Patriots literally just couldn't run the ball last weekend. I don't know why. I don't think it really had to do anything with the Dolphins. I think the Broncos are going to be run the football. I think Sean Payton will keep him in the game. Vic Fangio, there's a whole weird disguise there. He used to be coaching at Denver. Now he's the defense coordinator for the Dolphins. He knows a few things about Denver and all this other stuff. It's a bunch of mind games. I think Denver keeps this close. I do think Miami will win. I'm not predicting them to get upset. But I will say this. This is a game that I really like for Denver. This is a game that they're playing with house money, and they match up very well with Miami. If they win this game outright, I'd be a little surprised. But looking at a matchup perspective, I wouldn't be. Because I look at this game, and they match up very well on the outside with Miami. I think Denver loses by three. My prediction is 20, uh, I'm going to say, I'll say 29-26 Dolphins. I think this is going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Panthers-Seahawks. I was looking at five and a half, and I was like, oh, this is a great spot to take Seattle. Rookie quarterback going to Seattle. That place is going to be rocking. People, like veteran quarterbacks struggle playing there, and you got a rookie quarterback and then like his third start who's not looked good through the first two weeks. Going in there, oh, I love I love Seattle. But no, Andy Dalton is now starting. And Andy Dalton, last week or last year, played very well against the Saints or with the Saints against the Seahawks. I'm staying away from this game. Seattle might cover the spread. They may not. I'll give you a score prediction right here. I'll say 20. I'll say 23-16 is my final score here. But this is a weird game, and this could be a game that Carolina just wins out right here with Andy Dalton. I really don't know. It's an interesting game. We'll speed through these next two here. Chiefs, Bears. Bears are an absolute dumpster fire right now. And they're going to Arrowhead, which is almost like a death sentence, it feels like. And I think the Chiefs just absolutely roll them here. I think the offense looks good. They score 30-plus points, and everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs' offense is back. But then they'll play a good defense next week, and we'll see how they really match up. My prediction is 34-17 Chiefs. Cowboys-Cardinals. This is a game where I actually do think the game could be somewhat close. I think Arizona's been a scrappy physical team. Jonathan Gannon kind of knows how to play against Dallas because he's been the defense coordinator for Philly for a few years now. He might know a few things about Dallas. This could be a game that's a little close. But Dallas will still win this game. Whether it's by two points or 800 points, Dallas, I don't think, loses this game. I think Dallas improves to 3-0. Now you get Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football. Steelers are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. On the road against the Raiders. The over-under set at 43 exactly. I think this is a 24-20 Steelers win right here. Uh, I look at the Raiders. They scored 27 points in two weeks. They're not really getting the job done. Steelers have played two elite defenses in the Browns and, Steel- and the Browns and 49ers. 
They'll be able to move the ball, get first downs, and the defense has been excellent. They got two defensive touchdowns last week versus a bad Raiders offensive line with a great Steelers D-line. And the secondary is the secondary for the Steelers, I think, will hold up against Devontae Adams and some of those wide receivers. I love the matchup for the Steelers. This is a great matchup on the road. I love it. Give me Steelers plus two and a half and to win outright. I'm gonna say 24-20 Steelers. Eagles Buccaneers. This is another very good game here. Buccaneers at home, four and a half point underdogs. And this line keeps moving down. I'm trying to stay away from it, but the more I look at it, the more tempting it is. And I'm going to take the Eagles minus four and a half. I'm a high on Philly this year. I've told I've told everyone about this. You know, again, I'm still high on Philly, even though coming off that Super Bowl loss. I don't think they're going to be in for a hangover. I just think they're going through stuff with the coordinators right now because it's the first two weeks of the season. Everyone needs to just relax a little bit. Relax. Eagles, I think, take care of business and win this game by seven. I'm going to say 31-24 Eagles. Rams, Bengals, Sun, or Monday Night Football, potentially no Joe Burrow. I, I, I don't know who to pick here. I don't know who to pick. Rams are plus three, and... If Burrow plays, do they win? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know. Even if Burrow does play, do they win? He's still dealing with a calf injury. He's probably not playing this week. He's probably not playing. They're working out A.J. McCarron at the time I'm recording this. I think this is a game where, I don't know, they keep it close, and maybe the Rams just went outright. I don't really know. I'm going to flip a coin, heads or tails. It's heads, and the Rams are going to go into Cincinnati and win this game because I really genuinely don't know how this game's going to go for the Rams or Bengals, but I do think the Rams will go into Cincinnati and win this game. I do think the Rams, or they, I do think the Bengals will start 0 3. And I know, you know, usually typically that means the season's over for them, but they did start in a hole last year and they did climb out of it. I don't know if they do that this year, but I'm picking the Rams to win this game outright. It's a good underdog spot. This line in August was probably like eight and a half. Now you look at it, it's now three with the Burrow being questionable with this calf. Their offense hasn't played well with Burrow. I don't know if they play well now with all stuff going on. I like the Rams here to win. twenty. Uh, I'm going to say 2017 Rams. It's a low-scoring game, defensive battle, but I do think the Rams get the job done in Cincinnati. Those are my predictions for NFL Week 3. We'll, be, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the Shags 5 and the player props. Okay, so as I'm time I'm recording this, it sounds like Joe Burrow is not playing, so I will lean Rams here in this game. But let's get to... The player props. So I got three player props for you guys this week. They're all in the one o'clocks, I'm pretty sure, for the most part. Yes, all of them are in the one o'clocks this weekend. Let's get to it. So the first game we're looking at here is Vikings Chargers. And I'm looking at the Vikings. I'm saying their secondary isn't good. I'm not looking at Justin Jefferson. I'm not looking at TJ Hawkinson. I'm looking at Jordan Addison. He's had two very good games so far in the NFL. He's gotten behind the secondary and two the first two games for long touchdowns his over under at receiving yards is set at 49 and a half i think he goes over that total over 49 and a half receiving yards i think this is a 
shootout kind of game. I think a lot of offense will be in this game. I think Jordan Addison goes over 49.5 receiving yards. Now the next one is Bijan Robinson over 66.5 rushing yards. I look at Bijan Robinson. He's facing a bad Lions run defense. We talked about this earlier on the podcast. And I do think he will score in this game. I think he'll have a great game. He might rush for over 100 yards. I like Bijan Robinson over 66 and a half rushing yards. And then the last one is Tua under 268 and a half passing yards. No Jalen Waddle, most likely. I'm looking at this game. Sertan will be matched up on Tyree Kill. I do think Denver's defense will give the Miami offensive line problems. I do think Tua goes under 268 and a half passing yards. Let's get to the touchdown scores. So the touchdown scores, they're all in the 1 o'clock slot. I'm not touching the 4 o'clock games. The Chiefs game's weird. The Cowboys game is weird for many of reasons. And Seattle, I just don't really trust. And we'll save the primetime stuff for later. But let's get to my touchdown scores this week. The first one, we'll start off in the Chargers-Vikings game, is Keenan Allen, anytime touchdown at plus 135. He scored last week, I'm pretty sure. I do think he will score in this game as well. Bad Viking secondary. I think he finds the end zone this week. The second one is Stefan Diggs. Diggs didn't score last week. I do think he will score this week. I like Stefan Diggs at plus 125 anytime touchdown. And then the last one is B. John Robinson at minus 110 anytime touchdown. I'm looking at that as well. I say, okay, bad line secondary or bad lines run defense. I think they pound the football very well. They're going to try to run a bunch of inside runs. I think Bijan will find the end zone at minus 110. So it's a three-leg parlay. It's plus uh, 909. So if you put $3 down, you win $27. I think this is a good bet. You guys want to tail me, not a big deal. Don't really care. Those are the touchdown scores. Those are the player props. Let's get to the Shags 5, shall we? First game, Patriots minus 2.5. I look at this game. From a Patriots perspective, must win. It's do or die for the Patriots. Zach Wilson's been owned by the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Belichick always does this social media stuff where he says, oh, well, this quarterback can make all the throws. He doesn't really mean that. He's just playing mind games with the media. I think the Patriots defense will get to Zach Wilson. It's a bad Jets O-line versus a good Patriots D-line. Christian Gonzalez has been very good. Tyreek Hill gave him praise. He's going to probably be matched up with Garrett Wilson. I look at the Patriots defense. I don't see a way they lose this game. I like the Patriots minus two and a half. Next game, Packers minus two at home. Packers are the better team. I'm getting the better defense, I think, and the better offense, and the better team at home. At only minus one and a half now. I had it at two, but now it's moved down to minus one and a half. I like the Packers here. And then the last, uh, the third one is the Commanders plus six and a half. Great defensive matchup. I think they keep the game close, and I like the Commanders, plus six and a half. I got a pick for Sunday night and Monday night. Steelers, plus two and a half. I think they win the game outright. We just talked about this. And I like the Steelers in this game just for the simple fact that you look at them from an offensive perspective, they didn't look good through the first two weeks. They're chanting, fire Canada, which is like the most arrogant thing possible when you're winning. Right when you're winning, they're chanting "fire their offense coordinator, Matt Cat." Fire Canada. They did it for like five minutes straight. Steelers are going to win this game outright. They're getting the worst defense. They're getting a worse defense than they've played in the last two weeks. 
the defense will get to a bad Raiders D-line. And I think the Steelers just win this game outright. Tomlin's a better coach. I get the better coach. I get the better offense, potentially, and defense for sure. And they're plus two and a half. I like the game a lot. Give me Steelers plus two and a half. And then the last game, Eagles minus four and a half. I like the game a lot. I think they're Super Bowl caliber team. I don't really know what the Buccaneers are. Through two weeks, they've played two mediocre teams in the Vikings and Bears. I think the Eagles take care of business and win on the road. That'll do it for today's episode of the Shag Sports Talk Podcast. That's what the Shag 5 looks like for this week. We're 4-6 and six on the season, which isn't great. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're only at a 40% clip right now for, for through the first two weeks of the NFL season. I hope we have a good week this week. And I'll hope to see you guys on Monday for the reaction show to NFL Week 3. So that'll do it for today's episode of the Shag Sports Talk Podcast. The Shag Sports Talk Podcast is out.